This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila. First up this hour... It's the holidays, lots of people have plans, but reports of heavy rain and serious flooding continue to come in from around the country. So we're looking at how to plan and stay safe during this time. So the Malaysian Meteorological Department, or Met Malaysia, has issued an alert warning of continuous rain um, for the next couple of days um, in Sarawak in particular, but also heavy rain and severe flooding has been reported in five states since earlier this week, including uh, Kelantan, Trung- Ganu, Joho, Pahang and Slango. Uh, the monsoon rain that's currently affecting Trunganu and Klantan is shifting towards Joho and Sarawak and Slango have become the latest states to be struck by floods. Uh, needless to say, this is causing uh, no small amount of uh, difficulty and, and lots of issues for people. Uh, you know, num- large numbers of people have had to be uh, moved. Relief centres um, are accommodating them. And so there, there are a number of things to worry about. Um, And in a larger sense, of course, reports of um, flooding, reports of victims having to be rescued and moved continue to come in. Uh, But it is also that time of the year where a lot of people are out and about, as we said. Uh, People are going home uh, for the holidays. It's school holidays. Parents are taking children out. Um, And so we thought it would be helpful to talk about um, how to manage at this time, how to make plans if you are going to, how to stay safe, how to understand things like weather warnings and weather patterns and how to accommodate that in your plans. Um, And perhaps is it better just to not make any travel plans at all? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, And very shortly, we will be joined by Kamarul Azhari Raza, who is Director at the Disaster Preparedness and Prevention Centre at University Technology Malaysia. But we would like to hear from you as well. Are you concerned about the rain and floods? What have you been doing to stay safe? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Business, finance, and music. BFM eighty nine point nine. It is 5.17. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila. And we are talking about, well, the weather, uh, the heavy rains, the flooding that's happening in many parts of the country. And uh, essentially talking about how to stay safe, how to make plans, if you have any, for the next couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, and, and you know, how to take into account weather warnings and such. We're asking you, are you concerned about the rain and floods? What have you been doing to stay safe? You can call us. You can send us a voice note. You can WhatsApp us. You can tweet us. In the meantime, joining us on the line is Kamarul Azhari Raza, Director at the Disaster Preparedness and Prevention Centre at University Technology Malaysia. Kamarul, good to have you with us. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. So it is the year and holidays. Lots of people are going to be out and about or even travelling around the country. What sort of safety issues should we be aware of when it comes to the weather that we're having right now? Uh, yes, indeed. I, I think, um, well, first of all, thank you for, for the invite. And indeed, uh, it's very timely to discuss and um, aware of the extremes weather events. So the extremes here, you might have very heavy, intense and prolonged rainfall, for example. And, and those rainfall perhaps come without any warning. 
So that kind of surprise that you might expect in the next couple of weeks, for example, especially during during the next um, wave that we are expecting um, during this season. Shamila. So we are already, of course, seeing severe flooding in states like Kelantan, Trengganu, Pahang, Selangor, Sarawak. Based on the meteorological information that we have, what are the weather patterns going to be like around the country for the next few weeks? Which areas might be most affected? Uh, yes, yes. I think the warning, the forecasting has been released by the government. Um, and in fact, uh, there are also a series of uh, detailed localized uh, warning system pattern um, released by the government, um, like uh, Department of Irrigation and Drainage by Malaysia. But what we are expecting, at least, there are some, uh, uh, say, uh, a cascading impact in the cities along the coastal. So you might have a high tide phenomena in the next couple of weeks couple of days, for example, in some regions, uh, coastal cities, so the communities who are living along the coastal, please be aware of um, a compound uh, hazards, you know, um, intense prolonged rainfall and high tide storm surge, that kind of uh, forecasting and prediction uh, for the irregularities of the weather pattern uh, at the moment. So how should, how can people make plans around the weather? What advice would you give them? Uh, yes, please be prepared. Um, get the information as soon as possible. The early information is one important uh, point. Uh, second, uh, to make early decisions. So second E is about early decisions and third E is about early action. So with right information at the early stage and right decision at the right time as well as the right actions at the right moment. So with this right flavor and ingredients, uh, you can make uh, such important um, uh, contributions uh, during this season, particularly to reduce a number of risks or even casualties as a result of the disaster like landslide or floods. Shamila. So you've talked about how our early warning systems are weak, the ones that we have currently. Can you talk us through what is lacking at the moment? Uh, definitely, we are making a, a good progress, um, improving our forecasting and prediction. Uh, but I think the, the, the gaps that we are um, currently facing is on how basically the information, right information, came at the right time, at the right communities. So, and, and perhaps most of the disaster or the flooding in particular is localized. So if we have better system that predict that particular area uh, and particular target groups, vulnerable peoples, we can send and disseminate uh, right information to the right uh, places, for example. I think the gaps here is to make sure that the information disseminate at the right time for the right people. Uh, definitely, there are many progress uh, what we have right now in the in the Praban system, for example. Uh, but the localization is always um, a key important elements to improve the current system. 
So actually, in terms of that, um, some other countries have, for instance, a weather warning system that uh, comes in through SMS alerts, for example. Do we have systems like that here? And uh, if not, what would it take for it to be implemented? Uh, yeah, definitely. It's common in any um, advanced countries. Uh, and in fact, they have many um, modern systems where they can, uh, you know, um, disseminate the information for those who ever cross that particular disaster zones. And I think there are a couple of trial systems at the moment um, initiated by some private sectors to look into how basically we can send uh, right information directly to that particular phone numbers who are registered for that particular area. But what we are expecting, at least for those who are driving towards to this disaster area, might receive a call or information, you know, push buttons, information a, a bit early before they come and uh, pass through this disaster area. So uh, definitely there are a couple of uh, advancements and improvements to be made on the current system. But I wish that uh, those who are making uh, a plan uh, to travel to this disaster area should have received the notice prior to the, um, um, say, uh, traveling date, Chamela. And you've also pointed out um, that there is a lack of flood risk mapping within communities in high-risk areas and that even though we do have maps by the GPS, these are generally too technical for most people to understand. Why is it important to make these maps accessible and understandable to the public? It is important. It is crucial for the community to know the level of risk, what kind of hazard they are looking for, what types of impact they are expecting uh, for for that particular um, hazard level. So in, in, in say, for example, Japan um, and, and some other countries, uh, they have publicly, you know, um, um, access this uh, information right on their uh, phones, for example. They can um, access all the level of information and by knowing the level of risk or hazard, they can make better decisions um, uh, well, that's number one. And number two, it's not just about knowing, but at least you can prepare for the worst. You know that this area will be inundated up to two meters, three meters. So then you make sure that some of your, um, um, uh, say, assets or infrastructures, your business uh, related items will be um, uh, keep safe before the, the arrival of the flux water. So these maps are basically very, very technical. So I'm pretty sure that it requires a set of efforts to transform, translate, and perhaps convert it into the layman types of understanding. So that's where we can um, have this like a community-based disaster risk management CBRM program where we translate some of the technical jargon into something that's easy to understand and translate into local action. Pamela. So we are sadly already seeing about 70,000 people being displaced because of the floods. What are some of the immediate actions that the government should be taking now to manage this? Uh, there are many. Uh, definitely these people need um, protection. Um, 
and safety and security for the coming uh, wave. Of course, they need help for the recovery, and those recovery must be resilient enough so that they can bounce back faster and perhaps uh, back better uh, from this um, uh, flooding season. That's number one. And number two, we are not just talking about the impact to the human, but also to the agriculture, um, to um, the product, you know, the, the livelihoods. So those um, uh, affected area like agriculture uh, area uh, or uh, numbers of um, uh, businesses that are affected uh, should be well recovered as well. So if, if in that case, uh, we need a proper um, assessment uh, for the damage assessments so that we know how much basically we are uh, making losses and how much basically the investment should be made and protected in such a way that we can reduce the future losses. So these economic losses are always becoming a nightmare in any uh, disaster prone area. Uh, since we are making a lot of losses um, since um, 2014. So I hope that these um, 36 billion um, damage uh, annually uh, should be reduced uh, with a proper uh, or concrete uh, strategies uh, to make sure that we can prevent a future climatic risk. Kamarul, thanks for speaking with us today. Thank you very much. That was Kamarul Azhari Raza, Director at the Disaster Preparedness and Prevention Centre at University Technology Malaysia. Uh, We'd like to hear from you as well. Are you concerned about the rain and floods? What have you been doing to stay safe? You can call 7733-2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.